What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kund, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Andy Chen, who's a co-founder of Sidekick. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Pretty good, man. Uh, Really happy to be here. Yeah, happy to have you on. I think what you're building is super interesting and unique, and I'm excited to learn more about it and share it, you know, with the uh, with with, with the listeners. So, with that, I mean, what what are you building? What is Sidekick? Yes, Sidekick is a new hardware device that connects remote teams with an always-on video call. You have a Sidekick on your desk next to your computer, and you're able to just turn to your teammates and chat as if they were sitting in the same room. Okay, so let's unpack a few things here. Uh, One, just brilliant idea based on challenges that are going on, you know, with remote work. And let's kind of start there. Um, Let's start with, like, the why and the why this solution, I guess more so like the origin of story. Why did you decide to start working on this? Um, why this solution? Then we'll go into a little bit of how it works. Yeah, for sure. Um, so me and my co-founders, we're actually working on a different company when we quit our jobs. Um, we quit our jobs on March 20th, which was, I think, two days after COVID lockdown in New York happened on March 18th. So it's a pretty, pretty crazy time to you know, be uh, losing a lot of stability. But yeah, so then, so then we were re- very quickly forced into remote work, which we weren't used to. Um, and we realized it was super painful. We weren't able to ask those quick, spontaneous questions or have those random brainstorms that are like, so important for a founding team to have. Um, so we built Sidekick just for ourselves, just to use you know, amongst the four of us. And, and then we got into Y Combinator. Um, and we met a bunch of other founders in our batch. And when we told them about what we were doing with Sidekick for ourselves, they were like, oh, I would totally want to do that with my co-founders too. Um, and that's when we realized we weren't some crazy people. Oh, we're probably crazy, but we weren't the only crazy people in the world that you know wanted to try out um, something like Sidekick. Yeah, definitely. It, it, is, it is kind of a crazy idea, but it's like in the world that we are in, it, it, it's almost one of these things that's so crazy it could work. So let's kind of like talk about the experience. Right? You know, let's start with, you know, what's the user experience of Sidekick? If I signed up or if I you know bought one, can you kind of share how it works? Do I have do do I need to buy the iPad? How does I how do I hook it up? And kind of like kind of how it works on a high level. Yeah, for sure. Um, so as far as how purchasing works, it's pretty uh, frictionless. It's a subscription model, so we're currently charging $25 per user per month, um, and we ship you the device and the hardware. Um, we cover all the shipping, so you know, as, as a customer, you don't have to worry about whether you want to purchase a new piece of hardware 
you should really think about it as, um, you know, do I want this experience of sitting in the same room as my team again? And, and that's what you're really paying for, not for the hardware itself. Um, in terms of like what the product actually is, um, yeah, I, we, you know, we've shipped um, a V1 so far, basically. And it's pretty simple. It's uh, you click one button and you're in the call with your teammates. Um, and then at the end of the day, you click another button and, you know, you log out for the night. Um, we're working on, you know, some more stuff that is uh, stuff we've learned from, you know, the last three or four weeks of uh, testing it out with our first users, which I'd be happy to dig into if you're interested. Yeah, I actually am. The, re- the reason is my, so I-, I do a bunch of stuff on the side of my main job because um, I'm just, I'm, I'm a founder too. And uh, one thing that my, um, one of my co-founders for one of my things do is like, we, we just work on Zoom together. Like we might be like silent and working and like i'll tell you like it's not optimal like i i don't, I don't love it um and i like I, I wanted something else i just didn't know what it was so I, I would like to dive into some of these things that you've learned um about you know your users and what people like what they don't i think that'd be super interesting yeah i think um i think both uh i think with like you know people who have tried setting up zoom let's say you set up zoom on an ipad on the side like what, what we've learned is that you know it's really hard to be in the room at the same time. It, it was hard to coordinate that because, um, you know, for example, if you have an external meeting, you would leave the room. But to everyone else, it just sort of looks like nobody's in the call. And that just makes it seem like nobody wants to use it. So eventually all of those, you know, hacked together solutions would fizzle out and die. And we learned this because uh, both from our initial users and from interviewing, you know, people who tried the Zoom on an iPad solution, um, this is what always happened. Uh, so, so with Sidekick, we thought a lot about hey, how can we actually productize this culture of being in the room at the same time? Like, how can we maximize the chance that other people are in the room with you? Um, an example of some of these decisions we've made are, you know, push notifications to minimize being alone in the room. When someone joins as the first person, we send a notification out to the rest of the team. Um, another example is something we call meeting mode, uh, where instead of leaving Sidekick when you have another meeting, you're able to just click one button um, and it shows everyone else that you're in a meeting for the next 20 minutes. And, uh, and that way they know that, Hey, if I have a question for Andy, um, he'll be back in 20 minutes and I can ask him then. So is it one of these things where I guess one, one thing I'm not clear on is let's say I have two co-founders, um, which, which I have one, but hypothetically, let's say I have two, do I have two sidekicks, one on my left and one on my right? Or let's say I have a, t- I, you know, the, the, my day job, Prenda, we have like 35 people on the team. Is this, could this work for a team like that? I guess I'm having a hard time understanding like the UX of if I got more than one person to talk to, how do I get to them? Or is it designed to one-on-one? Yeah, um, we support multiple people. Uh, it basically just looks like a tile view where like each person takes up a section of the screen. Um, and we're, we're, we, we don't work well for everybody. We do really well with really fast paced teams. So if you're, if you're on a team or like you're a co-founder or you're on a really like, you know, intense team that needs to talk all, all the time, um, those are the type of teams that really love Psychic. That's so interesting. I, because <laughs> obviously if you're in YC, you, you, they're probably share with this with you. You already know that like, I mean, startups at the earliest stages thrive on speed. And if you're remote and working on a startup, which is now a lot of people, right? Cause of COVID. It's like such a barrier to moving fast is just not being in the same room. Um, so 
it's just, I don't know. It, it, it's interesting. Uh, what, what are some other, are there any other insights that you've learned from trying the V1 out with uh, other founders, other employees? Um, you would love, just love to like learn what, le- learn what you're learning about the market. Yeah, I think, um, I think the thing that we're still working through is like, you know, what are other versions of these really intense, like high energy teams that need to be in the same room? Um, So far, founders have been really awesome for us because, you know, name a better type of team that, you know, loves to always be talking and like making those like really um, aggressive decisions in the moment. Um, Some some other teams we're thinking about, though, are, you know, recruiting teams or like resourcing teams. Um, But I think I think it's like, you know, the world is our oyster and like we're still totally figuring out what what all these other intense teams uh, could be. And yeah, that kind of leads me to my next question. And like, how do you know who to reach out to to use this? I guess, how do you think about getting customers, getting users? Everyone's remote now. So that probably widens your market, which probably makes things even harder because you're trying to be focused. So how do you reach your users and how do you know who to who's going to buy this? Yeah, I think um I think it's something we're still figuring out honestly as a really early team. Um we're we're really active in the Y Combinator community um because there're just so many founders of early stage companies there. Um and we're we're just figuring out right now like how how we can access those teams within bigger companies that sort of operate like startups themselves, you know. These are sort of the the teams that work on the bleeding edge work at these bigger companies like how how can we find those people? Definitely, definitely. What is a average day? Like if there was a little recording button on one of these, on, on one of the devices that was recording you all day or recording your screen, what, what do you spend your time on? Are, you, are Is it coding? Are you finding users? Are you just learning? Is it jamming in the YC Slack or, 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 fate or uh, book face? Like what, what do you spend your time on on an average day? Well, what do, what do I spend my time on? Uh, yeah, like what, what's in, what's a day in the life of, of you right now? Yeah, um, that's an interesting question. I haven't been asked that in a while. Um, I think <laughs> I think most of my time um, right now specifically is doing two things. Uh, the first thing is figuring out how we can get more users to try out Sidekick. So that's a lot of calls um, just to, with like warm leads or like people that are potentially interested that have more questions. Um, and... I think I think I find that these calls are really helpful because this is a really new behavior that people are interested in, but not necessarily totally sold on because they want to understand more. So it's just really helpful for them to, you know, talk to the founder and talk about like how how it would actually work for them. Um, I think the other half of my time is just really aggressively understanding what's going on with our users through metrics. So it's a lot of digging through amplitude and understanding, you know, what what are the behaviors that are happening across the fleet and how how can we, you know, how can we make Psychic more useful for everyone on it? Definitely. That's kind of the, the whole job pre-product market fit is just making the product as good as possible, uh, which, which is awesome. So let's say you, you get past that hump, you find product market fit, you scale to the millions and it's like 10, 10 20 years away. What would you say is the, the big vision for what you're building? And I know this is such an early product. It doesn't need to be this like, oh, like I, I have this vision of the world in 10 years, but just like, what could this be, right? Like, like, like if this works, what could this look like in a decade or two? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I truly believe that there's something magical that happens when you're working with your team in the same room. And I think my vision is that I want all teams to have access to that. 
um, whether that's a remote team where everyone's fully remote or a team that's, you know, half the people are in an office and half the people are remote. Um, I think I can imagine us, you know, building all sorts of devices or software that, you know, bridges the gap between any arrangement of these teams. That's awesome. I, there's a magic that happens when you're in the same room. And if that can be recreated anywhere, that is a big company to be built. Um, and to make that happen, you're, you're obviously going to need some help, right? You'll, you'll, you'll need users and customers. You'll need maybe some investors if you're going down that route. But what, what I can guarantee you what you'll need is help from the forward-thinking founders community. So for my last question for you is how can the forward-thinking founders community help you make your vision happen a little faster? Is there an ask that you have for any of the listeners in a way to make your life a little easier? Yeah, I, uh, I think it's really like, talk to me, ask me any questions that you have about Psychic, and I would love for you to give Psychic a try, because I really think for founders, there's something awesome that happens when you're sitting in the same room. All right, and then for the last question, if someone wanted to learn more about Sidekick, find you on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, anywhere, how can they connect? What's your, your, your URL, email? How can they connect with you online? Yeah, I would just recommend um, going to sidekick.video and uh, on the website is all my content information. I have to ask, how, is the video domain, do you just like get that on GoDaddy or is that like a, do you have to like pull some, some strings or like know the right people? Like, how do you get that as a domain? <laughs> yeah, I think it was just available. I don't think there was any magic that happened. Oh, that's, uh, that's cool. I, I, got the forwardthinking.vc domain recently. And I had to like, like that wasn't available like on GoDaddy. I had to go to like name.com. I'm like, oh, like this is like extra, extra stealth if you got to go to a different thing. Anyways, I appreciate you coming on to the podcast and sharing what you're working on. It's honestly, I, if there's a time to build a company like this, it's now. So your timing is impeccable. And I wish you the best of luck making it happen. And let us know how we can help. Awesome. Thanks.